Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Assalamualaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh Welcome back to Podcast Yusim You are with me Faiza Kasmani So today we are with Professor Rosalina Abu Salam from Faculty of uh, Science and Technology uh, She is an expert in AI and her research concentrating on image processing and AI So welcome Prof Thank you, Dr. Faizal. Uh, Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and a very good day to everyone. Thank you, Prof. So today we're going to talk about a very relevant topic, uh, especially for me as a lecturer, as well as an educator. We're talking about ChatGPT. I think it's a very relevant topic nowadays. People are talking about it. Um, as an AI expert, Prof, um, can you tell us what is actually ChatGPT is all about? Um, okay, uh, we know that ChatGPT is actually uh, one of uh, AI chatbot. Okay, and the main idea of ChatGPT is uh, actually to be able to understand and communicate naturally and effectively with humans. Uh, and this is basically done by creating an AI language uh, model and it has the capability to generate human-like text in response to a conversation. So that is the uh, main idea of ChatGPT. And how actually it works, okay, it was trained using a large corpus of text data, including books, uh, articles and web pages, and any type of digitized and available resources actually. So the technique that it used is deep learning algorithm uh, called transformer. So a bit technical maybe for some of us, uh, but the GPT, so chat GPT, the GPT itself stands for generative pre-trained transformer. So uh, as I mentioned just now, it's based on deep learning algorithm uh, called transformer. So that's where the, the name ke- uh, come from, the chat GPT. And generative AI models are actually trained to create new data that has not been seen before. So this is uh, unlike any uh, other um, neural networks method. So uh, it's not copying or not cut and paste. It does then generate new um, data that has not been seen before. Okay. But it's not just uh, text. If we talk about AI chatbot, it can also be uh, images and audios. But for chat GPT, it's very specific on the text. Okay. And uh, over and above with the transformer architecture, uh, it uses a self-attention mechanism. So this is what uh, is different whereby when we ask question for the chat GPT, it breaks the input sequence uh, that we when we ask uh, to make predictions. So this is uh, unlike normal uh, other AI methods uh, whereby we use a sequence data. So that's how that the interactive communication can happen with this deep learning um, uh, called transformer. So the main idea is the interactive communication. It's actually mimicking a human uh, with embedded intelligence. So like you are communicating with another person. So that's uh, all about ChatGPT. Is it new, Prof? Is it something new, ChatGPT? For someone, a layman like me who's not in, in the field of AI, is it new? I, I mean, uh, for uh, natural language processing, it's not really new. But as I mentioned just now, that the, the method or the technique behind it, unlike some of existing AI chatbots, uh, because it's using this uh, generative AI together with this transformer, 
But if we look at um, BART uh, from the Google, uh, slightly different. It's using uh, Lambda. Uh, but still, it's uh, because of the interactive and the intelligence embedded with it is slightly in a different uh, way. So that's why it is slightly different. But it's not really totally new, I would say. Um, I think when it comes to ChatGPT, it creates quite quite a lot of panic, <laughs> particularly among academics. You know, I think a lot of academics are worried about uh, you know wh what is the future about of our education and so on because of there is ChatGPT. Will there be lecturers and so on? So my question would be, how the ChatGPT impacted the academic field? Uh, okay, for people uh, not in this uh, area, especially in artificial intelligence, uh, maybe this is totally new. And maybe that they got surprised of uh, how this chat GPT can work, you see. So, uh, but uh, to be honest, if we talk about uh, technology, uh, trends and innovations in education evolve through times. So we have to uh, basically uh, adapt with it, okay? And we can see actually the drastic change starting in year 2000, uh, whereby... Um, uh, there are many uh, new available tools in academic, like uh, virtual reality, gamifications, automatic grading. But as I said just now, maybe people not in this area uh, might not come across this. So once ChatGPT is open to public and it's free, yeah, the most important part is because it's free and it's open to public. So everybody can use it without having to uh, pay for it. Okay, so um, of course, uh, it will have a big impact in the academic field, but we have to look at it as the future. We have to move forward and not backward. So I think for educators like us, we have to embrace it and adapt with it, with the changes, not to, you know, avoid it in our academic life. So one of the examples that I can give you is um, as simple as search engine. Okay, search engine started in 1989, but obviously at that time it's not that friendly. But by 1998, Google search was introduced. And by then, if you can remember, and some of us, I'm sure that in 1998, we started to use Google search. Uh, especially educators and also students. So um, we explore the search engine and we use it uh, and becomes a daily routine for us, right? And it so happened, um, not quite recent, it's in 2015, whereby AI is embedded in Google search. Again, for some of us, we might not realize it, but once we have AI embedded, so it will look at uh, our past history, so it will go. Uh, it try to. It will try to personalize uh, our questions, uh, even on the search engine. So this is uh, again not really a new thing for us. But uh, of course, even with the search engine, we come across plagiarism, uh, cut and paste, uh, text, cut and paste, source code. So, but then suddenly in November twenty twenty two, which is quite recent, Chat GPT comes to our life. So basically, uh, as an educator, what's the problem? I mean, this is not something, uh, it is different, but it's not something new. And uh, we are already into, uh, we have to be into the, the changes. We have to adapt with the changes, okay? And uh, this chat GPT is much easier 
convenient and we can easily interact. It's a two-way communication. It's like you are talking to someone and it can also give you um, faster response, uh, not just a direct uh, answer, but it can also... Uh, summarize, it can give you opinions, it can give you uh, some kind of decision. So those are the differences uh, compared to the available search engine that we have. And the accuracy is quite high. Uh, obviously, it can make errors. Okay, I do believe we just have to embrace and adapt with the tool rather than going uh, away with it. And on the other hand, we should look at the benefits of ChatGPT for uh, educators and for the students because it has the ability to personalize learning experiences for students by recommending uh, references, uh, providing feedbacks, and also uh, it can, we can use it for language learning, writing assistance, uh, and also research assistance. So uh, ChatGPT not just assisting students, but we as an educators as well. So it can assist us. And it, this makes the learning process more efficient and effective. And another thing is actually it can help students learn at their own pace. So that's why when we say that it's a personalized learning and uh, the engagement and motivation for the students because some of the students, they feel that they are left behind. So by using this, they can um, adjust their pace and can move uh, forward with the courses that they are in. Okay. And another biggest benefit is it provides 24-hour support to students, okay, whereby we as educa educators, we cannot be there for the students all the time. So uh, it's actually assistance, okay, it becomes an assistant for them and the student can access outside the classroom and can learn at their own pace. So this can also uh, save educators time because uh, with the technology, students tend to contact us uh, during uh, outside uh, learning time, okay? So they WhatsApp us, Telegram, message, uh, I mean, a lot of messages that we receive. But with the chat GPT, actually, we can educate them to uh, use it and improve uh, their learning capabilities, okay? And so we educators can free up our time and maybe focus more on mentoring the students rather than some of the uh, contents that we can provide. Um, but obviously, as um, mentioned by Dr. Faisal just now, maybe uh, some of us might have a concern about uh, the usage in education. Maybe we're going to talk about that later, Prof. Um, ah, okay. We'll talk about the, the, the ethics of it. But the okay. only thing I want to ask is, as you said, uh, we need to embrace it. Yeah. Uh, so maybe uh, next, we're going we're gonna to have a conversation with the students. Um, you may look into ChatGPT because, <laughs> because previously we said, like, can, we can Google it. So uh, now no, we can say that yeah, use yeah, because, yeah, have you checked with ChatGPT or something like that? Yeah, you know I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean that would be the the phrase that we're gonna use. Uh, I mean, daily more in the future. We need to embrace it, but at the same time, I would be thinking as a lecturer, we need to be uh, more advanced, or we need to transform the assessment. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so I think we cannot just give the students the assessment that we give now, since the students have um, the reservoir of knowledge in ChatGPT. So we need to mentor them and making sure they learn more and then learn better. What do you think of it, Prof? 
going back to this uh, assessment, definitely uh, there'll be a different way of assessment and the way that we, uh, our teaching and learning will be really uh, different uh, as what we are doing now. For me, I already started using it in my class and uh, the students are happy with it. And in fact, they can provide more information and they can share a lot of ideas because they communicate with ChatGPT. It's broadened their thinking, actually, uh, rather than sometimes if it's their own thinking. But when they use ChatGPT, they, uh, because of the speed, they get uh, faster responses, they get more knowledge, and they can come and discuss with us as a mentor, uh, not just... Um, coming from textbooks like that because as I mentioned ChatGPT can also provide a decision and can also summarize for them so it simplified uh, the learning process for the students it's really interesting Prof because I'm thinking with ChatGPT I've also started to uh, sort of embrace ChatGPT in uh, my teaching and learning we know that it's inevitable students going to use it uh, I think with the assessment I'm thinking of not just giving them writing an essay we need to ask them to apply, ask around, go oh, interview, oh, yeah. and you can because they can use the CGPT for the literature review. But the interviews, all the data, so our assignment have to be more data searching, data investigating, yeah, so comparative on. analysis. So because they get the information directly, mm. so uh, they can make a lot of comparisons. They can come up with their own ideas. Uh, so then we assess them uh, through uh, their creativity, uh, not just uh, direct essay writing or answering like that. Yeah. Thank you very much, Prof. So we're going to continue with our second session uh, discussing on ChatGPT in the uh, next series. Thank you so much.